Everybody, everybody take their last mm-hmm. sip. Mm-hmm. Ah, that drink's good. I don't know. This might not air before my elk hunt. We're doing a little bit, a couple weeks ahead of schedule, but. It could be a prelude to it, and then yeah, what happens by the time it airs? I'm just sitting here in the studio and looking at that goose picture there on the on the wall. That's exactly what we saw the other day in California at 10 steps from us, and we killed 15 out of the last flock. I shot five of them. Killed three sev- shots. Killed 70. What's the limit? 10 a day, and it was the early goose season. So it was only honkers, early goose season, California, um, October 3rd through the 8th or whatever that is. And we only hunted the first day, and that was it. And we hunted with a guy. His name was Mike Collins. And he got word a little while ago that he had cancer. Started on his eyebrow. And they went in and cut it out. And, yeah, sure enough, it was melanoma, melanoma, bad cancer. And they said, we got to be really aggressive with this because if it gets below your neck, it's not really good outcomes usually. And they gave him, they got it, and they gave him two years to live at that time. Well, he went back and even he, saying that they got it, they yeah. gave him two years. Well, because he had waited a little while was yeah. the problem. And so went back for like a recheck or something and found it in his neck and a couple spots on his spine already. And when he says on his neck, it got into his lymph nodes. And yeah. so it metastasized to his bones, his liver. And so his two years went to two months real and fast. And that was a month ago. And he has been a CWA, California Waterfowl Association, member since 1965 and has donated since then and collected since then. His collection of stamps and old hunting licenses, federal and state California, is insane. And so he got that diagnosis two months ago, or prognosis, that he had two months to live. A month ago, so now he has, that was two months ago, and now he has a month to live. And yeah, we kind of asked him, you know, well, how long ago was that? And he just kind of jokingly, eh, four or five weeks ago. I don't really remember. He said he wants to die in the field and that he had. So Scott Mueller from CWA set this all up through Rocky with Myrtle Waterfowl. And uh, we brought him out on that early goose season. And he, he spoke of what was go, what we're talking about right now, but brought tears to everybody's eyes in the field. And, and we're interviewing him there in the, in the blind and. And we ended up killing 70-something geese, and he got up and was crying, you know, tears in his eyes, not bawling, but just happy tears, and said it was the best son he's ever had in his entire life, and he couldn't think it was enough, and if it, it was one thing to do, uh, you know, he wants to die in the field, basically. He's been hunting 75 years or something, and he just, he wants to be in the field and go and and uh took him this long to have the best hunt of his life and it was really awesome to be a part of it and that right there that picture if you could see that picture right there that's what we saw the last flock of the night and we dropped 15 out of it and we were done we could have killed more but we stopped we were 15 or so before our limit but you can't (laughs) beat that right there if you can picture that crosby and uh he got up and was just smile to smile you know grin ear to ear and pretty special and then the next day on the way home sunday we actually he invited us to his house in penn valley and we stopped in and got to film his you know his game room his man room all his duck call collection his his band collection his stamp collection and what he's been doing is putting 66 stamps together he designed this whole frame and uh deal 
to put in first California through, you know, all the way through all the stamps and right in the middle. Like 1945, like all the way back to crazy. 1945. He has stamps, number ones. He bought, he's bought just hundreds of stamps. So that's the crazy thousands, thing about thousands it. of stamps. Cause he has, he has multiple collections. I mean, imagine, wow. do you, do you have a federal or a state duck stamp that doesn't have your signature over the top of it? No. The, and I mean, they're all, most of mine are stuck to the back of the license. Right. Of that year. So he, that's what he, used he to have to do. through the years, I'm sure he bought them through different auctions and different things, but he and bought multiples, extra yeah. stamps mm-hmm. to, yeah. that he never signed that were just meant. He, it's, I don't even know if he had the, the thought process way back in the day, but here he has all these thousands of stamps. And Unbelievable. what's really cool is he has not only federal, but state California. And also, he has some... The only ones that he has in his collections that are signed are signed from the artist. Oh, the wow. artist has signed the stamps. And so what he's doing now, especially, obviously, since what he's learned about his life, uh, he's putting these collections together and donating them back to CWA. The, and he has nine more possible... I mean, enough for nine more complete sets of state. Or, no, or federal, and like six more states. I can't remember the exact number, but enough. And he's going to put them all together and donate them back to CWA because people, you know, go crazy. And I think the first state collection went for twenty thousand dollars. Holy shit! In, in their in their auction that they're they're doing online auction. So he's just awesome. I mean, he got he he was in the he was a marine, and he got out of that. Was in the fire Cal Fire for. 30-something years, retired from Captain. that. Captain. Captain, uh, lieutenant, and part of CWA, worked for the commission, the Waterfowl Commission and Wildlife Commission in California, and just just a true badass, you know, all the way around. And then to, to do what he's doing now, knowing his outlook. But he is, I mean, he has a little bit of hope. Hope you know there's some experimental drugs they're trying, and you know you just got to pray and hope that he's doing up. he's doing a an injection once a month, and it's twenty five thousand dollars an injection. And that's basically his last hope. Disgusting. It's, it's brutal. You know, I, I just was the I, I just was hearing a story of a guy in Elko. He's a rancher, and uh, you know went to his doctor, and and the doctor told him he had pancreatic cancer. And that there was nothing that he could do about it and to go home and get his affairs in order. And that was seven years ago. So sometimes, you know, sometimes there's, you know, they call it practicing medicine because they don't know everything that's happening. You hope that, you know, someone like that doesn't really truly only have two months left to live. But I mean, yeah, it, it, it makes your mind wander to what you would want to do with the last two months of your life and yeah i i could i could guarantee you if it was feasible i'd want to be on a an unbelievable goose hunt or duck hunt or i'd want to kill one more mule deer or he said he wanted to die in the field he's been doing it ever ever since he was a little kid he would go to his mom and when people were collecting uh baseball cards or what marbles or anything he always told his mom i want duck stamps i want duck calls like when he was eight you know, it's just, he said it was just always within him. Um, they would, he would, he would, you know, do these pheasant hunts with his dad when he was young in California, and and he would say, "Dad, let me have that gun. I see some ducks over there in the pond." And he would go over there and he, he shot his first him, yeah. jump shoot him, and he fought, shot a first band. Like, he, oh, another cool thing, he shot a band from every waterfowl species except a spoonbill. He has a band from every species except a that he's killed. Except a spoonbill. 
Does he shoot spoonies? He said he doesn't really shoot spoonies, but probably he, he why might. He doesn't have one. Yeah, shoot. Kent Burroughs probably get him one. <laughs> <laughs> Any of them. So anyway, he, he, I just sitting here in the studio seeing that picture reminded me of Mike Cullen. Well, I thought it, it was, was awesome. kind of cool too. I got to be next to him in the blinds, and yeah. we ended up getting out in the middle of the field, so we were in layout blinds. And here's a guy that, and I, I was amazed. I mean, he was talking about the type of pain he had, but I, I would watch him, and I never saw him or heard him grunt or groan, and I can only imagine the kind of pain he was in with that bone cancer. And he's laying on his back in a, in a, in a layout blind, and he's popping up, shooting geese, and loving it. And I'm thinking yeah. the type of pain that that guy's got to be in every time he tries to sit up out of that blind was, it was pretty remarkable. What a cool guy. Yeah, he was awesome. We'll share another hunt with you, Mike, soon, buddy. We'll be back on one. But what do you what do you got today, Alex? I mean, you've been we've been off oh for God, I wanted to, a couple weeks. I wanted to have a light, airy conversation about He's movies and, 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 and predator that, hunting, and now all of a sudden I'm thinking about my own mortality and what my last hunt's going to be. I'm telling you, but if you see that picture right there and got experience with a guy like that, I mean, it's good times. Well, he was he was happy about it. He he he's accepted it and now. He's he's loving life. You know, he's yeah. he's loved life his whole life, and he's just gonna do what it is. He's just living it up now. Yeah. And the other cool thing about that hunt, one one of the many things that he said that caught my attention was, I mean, how many duck and goose hunts has that guy been on yeah. in his life, you yeah. know? And he just was just amazed. He said, this has been the best hunt I have ever been on. 75 how years. How do you guys get them in so close? <laughs> I could see their eyeballs. I could smell their breath. I mean, he was just astonished. At, yeah. So you got to figure, I mean, they were in close, but, you know, all those duck and goose hunts that guy had been on, and that was the top. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a that's a funny unintended uh, segue that you just gave me. Uh, That's what I do. You guys will remember (laughs) when we hunted those uh, mallards out there in Fallon, and uh, it's I I was I was somewhere the other night, and and a and a and a younger kid said, "Yeah, you know, said uh, I I grew up in Fallon." And so I always say, "Oh, you know Tyler Peel." He goes, "He's my brother," (laughs) and I go. What do you mean he's your brother? You know, and, and I don't remember the lineage, but anyway, they're half brothers. But that, and I told him, I said, I said, do you ever hunt, you know, his dad's field? Cornfield. <laughs> and he goes, yeah. He said, you know, that Tyler's big into the snow geese now, you know, so we're not a lot of duck hunting anymore. But um, what you just said, Clay, you'll remember this. We were sitting on the edge, and I think you were, Clint was to my left, Clay was on my right, and then. Danny McCormick. Uh, no, he wasn't even close to us. But your dog, uh, your old dog Boozer, was on the on the end. Yeah, and uh, and all those mallards lit right into the decoys. Remember, and that one jumped up on the berm, and it's a banded green head. Yep. I mean, he, he might as well have been standing on my toes. Excuse us. Ah. Uh, Clint tried to hide that from you guys. Man, Clint's phone went off earlier. I was going to say you should have to drink a beer for not turning his phone on vibrate. I will. But uh, <laughs> banded green head standing. I mean, literally yep. off the end of my freaking boots and uh it got away too by got the away. way it, it jumped up and flew before everybody else but that's funny <laughs> that it, it is a it, it is a man not a lot of people get to experience that you kind of take it for granted you know that um i actually was watching something this morning and they were talking about pass shooting and i talked to a friend the other day that you know he wants to go up and do the late snow goose hunt in oregon which is all pass shooting and there's nothing wrong with pass nothing shooting, at all but if you guys could see this photo <laughs> to to see a, a an animal like that you know backpedaling its wings 
three you know, feet from three you. feet from your face. Uh, it's pretty spectacular to see. I mean, this photo we'll, we'll have to post a picture of it on our Instagram or Facebook. But I mean, you can see the you can see the feather, you know, detail the, the detail of the feathers all across them, and you know, you, you can see their eyes and where they're looking at where they want to land on the ground. I mean, that's the that's how close they are. And I mean, this is not a zoomed in photo. I, I imagine this is captured off a live video that, you know, it's a, it's a, they're no, that no, close. No, Tom, Tom was on that hunt and that's an actual, Oh, he was taking still, still photos, still photos out of things. Of that, yeah. So the, the other part of it too, you're talking about all the visual stuff, but the, the audio yeah, yeah. when they come and circle over the top of you and then oh, yeah. turn and light in, you hear that crunchy sound of their wings going that's like, like a, <laughs> it's like an F 15. Yeah. And then when they light those wings, man, it's, oh, yeah. it's cool. We, uh, I guess Clint, you probably weren't there, but Clay, you were in Colorado, you know, hunting out of those deep pits. Oh yeah, and and they've got the, uh, you know, the lids over them, and, and you can't you can't watch them, you know, and you can't you know, less you get less of a view, I guess, than a layout blind. Yeah. But uh, yeah, when they'd come over that pit and you didn't know where they were, and they'd come over the back of you, and you know, it's just like a like a seven forty sevens going off behind your head, you know, big groups of them circling around you. What is the, I'm saying, maybe a swan. You found a swan, Crosby? Come on, you photoshopped the greatest photo ever. I won't oh, put, yeah. <laughs> I, won't put, I won't put that on Instagram because it's not appropriate. But yeah, <laughs> I, oh, yeah. That, yeah. I got a swan. Those, those swans, they make some loud noise too. But Ducks, fast flying ducks make some, you know, if they come by quick enough, yeah. you know, they, they make some good noise. Yeah. Do your swan call real quick. Teal, Back up. Teal's like a little jet coming <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry if that scared you. It's, probably, Today, it's not very good, but you know it's an it's embarrassing, and I'll say it out loud. Today's opening day, and we're here working I instead know. of hunting. But it is about eighty degrees here, and for the majority of us, no self-respect no, in Nevada and goes hunting no. on opening day. That's <laughs> the other thing. No offense to anybody that went out today, but I got asked fifteen times if I was going to go chuck around or. Die. The difference of today is there's 15,000 people yep. hunting today. And you could go next weekend, there will be 1,000. And I and I, even when I was a kid, we'd go to this chuck hunting spot north of uh, Gerlach. And it was a spot that you would never see another person at all year round. Opening day, we fought with the same four guys, you know, <laughs> that, that are not even four guys, four trucks. And they would just, they, just opening day, they'd be there and never again. And right. no. there will be fair weather hunters. Fair weather. And the snakes and the bugs. And I think I'm going to start a hashtag F opening day. Well, <laughs> and the other part of that is that we open one week earlier than California. So you get a lot of people that drive mm-hmm. over from California. That's that's who those four trucks to the mix. From. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of Gerlach, I had an idea early, Crosby. If anybody doesn't know where Gerlach is, it's very famous. A guy named Bruno Selmi came over from Italy in what the 20s 30s he's first generation right off the boat right off the boat and came to the middle of nevada on a train stop and he created a town basically yeah i was gonna say well before he showed up there the full story he he was in reno he started in reno he was a dealer he was a dealer in reno yeah he started in reno but to open his business i think the herald's club if i remember right either that or the calameva but he went all the way out in the middle of nowhere to where a train stopped. You're right. Train and that's stops, what's, and that's, that's where he said, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna live. Yeah. And he created but, a town. But he thought of a business that that was really geared around how many people could have possibly been on a train back in those yeah. days. Six or seven guys. Yeah. But he knew that he was gonna serve, you know, six or seven breakfasts with, you know, coffee or whatever, and he was gonna serve six or seven lunches and he was gonna serve six or seven dinners, but he was gonna have that bar. And, and, you know, like he said, back in the day, Bruno was a car dealer and, and he had a blackjack table, which is not, it, it's not there anymore. It's never been there in our yeah, lifetime. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he used to deal, he was the owner of the establishment and he would deal 21 in the back of the bar. And, you know, then I never it, heard this story. Oh yeah. Oh, he, he, uh, I'll, I'll have to, uh, I'll have to, uh, I'll have to PG 13 this one. Uh, <laughs> So short story long, when I, I had a deer tag out there when I was young and I spent like nine days uh, at Bruno's and it was uh, every night, you know, eating dinner at Bruno's and having drinks with at Bruno's with Bruno. And so he tells this story. He's dealing cards, you know, and, and I imagine back in the 60s, 70s, whatever, there was a, a fairly, you know, rowdy group of people that would go to Gerlach and... Uh, you know, hunters and, and railroad workers and farmers, you know, and farm, you know, farmers, farm hands and stuff like that. Anyway, so he, uh, he told me, I, I, I'll draw some blanks on this anyway, but he's dealing cards and this dude's really drunk and he's, uh, he's betting big money for those times. Cause he's drunk, you know, he's got a paycheck, whatever. $6 a hand. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so I can't remember exactly how the story goes, but basically Bruno's winning every hand, you know, and he just, he just, you know, he's on fire and this poor guy is losing all his money. So, uh, the dude ends up pulling a gun, you know, Bruno gives him his card, you know, say it's a 10 Bruno gives himself a card and it's a 10. He gives that guy his card and it's like an eight. And the dude pulls a gun on Bruno and points it. He said, points it right at my stomach. And he says, if you flip an F and 10 over, I'm going to kill you right now. And, you know, he's standing there with the cards in his hands and he's like, then I'm just not going to flip it over, you know, it's kind of thing. Like, why would I flip it over? You know, and the guy's, you know, flip that effing card over. <laughs> and he said he flips it over and it's a 10 and he's going, you know, he's thinking this dude's going to shoot me. It, yeah. Well, the guy, you know, doesn't obviously, as Bruno lived to be 90 some odd years old, but, uh, he, he said he ended up having to kick the dude out and, you know, then the guy was kind of lurking in the parking lot and, you know, wanted to get his <laughs> money back and wasn't brave enough to rob him, but wasn't, you know, was brave enough, obviously, to pull a gun on him. But yeah, Bruno told me all these crazy stories. What, so how do you, how, how does Bruno talk? Oh God, you got me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I can only think of one great line right now and it's not appropriate for this podcast, uh, yeah. but Bruno had a very high... Oh, what are you? Oh. Nah, God, I can't do it. <laughs> Take two. Nah, God. We'll come if back. I to, would add a little yeah. bit of time to practice. I we'll, haven't done it in so long. I know. We'll come back to Bruno. But the reason, well, I was another story I was going to say. When he got in his late life, we, we would always go in there and he'd be counting money. And we always said that he was always had that first dollar he ever made oh, because yeah. he he ran a tight ship. He had to, you know, to to deal with the people he dealt with and to make it back then to and create what he created. It's insane. And now it's very famous, Gerlach. I mean, you got the hot springs, you got Burning Man, you got everything out there. And uh, but the reason I brought up Gerlach is because I was thinking that next weekend when Leith 
and Ad- Lee Lofton, Adam Hood, and Ben Ratliff from Nashville. They're coming in, right, for the party. Me, you. What party? Chad's turning, he'll say 25. Not really. 45. Um, <laughs> he could be 45. He, 45? 40, oh, my gosh. 40, I'm going to be 45. 45 he's 47. He's going to be... 47. 47. Holy smokes. Yeah. Damn, he's knocking on 50's door. No, he's old. Everybody, don't tell him I told you. Anyway, 47, we're having a big party for him, um, Nicole, Danny, uh, having a big party, right? So they're coming in from Nashville. Leith, Adam Hood, Ben Ratliff. Me, you, Clint, and Chad. There's seven of us, and we're going coyote hunting Monday. Ooh. Okay? Hopefully you can. In one group. No, 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 Two groups, four and three. So I'm thinking me, you, and Leith in one, okay? We're going to get in the three-seater, and we're going to roll. I like the sound of this. Okay, and I know we're going to go on the lake bed, if you, the, the closest lake bed where we hunt, okay? Then Clint and Chad and Adam and Ben are going to get in a truck and go on a truck run north, North Gerlach, maybe somewhere. We got to figure that out. Then, after our day is done, wherever that is, we're a spot time. We'll meet in Gerlach and show them, and have a beer at Bruno's, have ravioli, have, maybe ravioli, whatever Monday night, and and you know just live it up. Show them what Gerlach is all about and the four people that live there. <laughs> is, uh, but it will be. I think that'll be cool. Man, yeah, you take it one step further, and you spend Sunday night out there and have ravioli dinner and drink about a hundred pecans. That'd be, I like that idea as far as getting. And then, out there. and then, and then, one group goes towards Cedarville, and one group goes towards Soldiers Meadows. So yeah, because so obviously no one's going to want to hunt Sunday morning. No, but because of the Sunday, party Sunday afternoon. So Sunday whatever. afternoon, everybody's good. I like that. Go up to Gerlach, hang out, and then yeah, I like that. We'll have to discuss it, but I like this. It sounds I like, like it. I, I was. It's funny because the, the weather here has changed just enough to where it almost starts to feel like fall. Yeah, like we want to go home. And I kind of was like, when's our first trip going to be? But see, and then I was going to discuss off microphone. I don't think we should go to that. I think we got to switch up our life. We do that. We've done that first run and it's very productive. Yep. But I think we shouldn't do it. Uh-oh. I think we should. I think we just should. I think we should wait. Just you know, it's like putting all your change in your left pocket. <laughs> I think we stay away from there for at least. We don't open our season with that place. Is what I'm saying. I almost think we go the bacon and egg side and over. <laughs> if it's if it's going to be a one day opener thing, or but if this is going to be our first trip, then that negates it too. We'll go one goes one way, one goes the other. Yeah. We'll take the Soldiers Meadow side, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, that, because on the twenty fourth, we're going to the ranch. Hopefully, if the weather plays out. Yeah, I'd like to do that too. And yeah, then do that lake bed up there because we haven't been up there for years. Seal laver. So you oh, guys laver. are talking. Good segue into what we were planning on talking about a half hour ago. So we're going to have a group of four and a group of three. So a group of three hunters and a group of two hunters. Sounds like you guys are going to be on the same team. What are you guys going to run? One rifle, one shotgun. Okay. And what? Leith will probably, you'll probably be, well, Leith, I don't know. Whatever Leith wants to do will be what he wants. Because he's the guest. He'll probably want to 
shotgun. I'm guessing. I would think one of the see. I'm the, one of those guys are going to want a shotgun. Two, so you got three guests. Yeah, I would imagine one of those guys are going to want to run a shotgun. That's I would a, imagine. That's always the dilemma, right? Is what? Who do you give the guest? What? Because. It's their it's, it's their it's their choice their choice and then you can't you, there's no qualms about and, and, it. and then and then the, the the Murphy's law they'll all finish at three steps when <laughs> when you're holding a shotgun and they'll just think you're an a hole just every, like every every time with chance and then you'll switch and then all of them will hang up at sixty yards and then they won't get any every stand either. it's their choice and then they can't have any problems about what happens That's true yeah so I'm gonna go camera <laughs> Clint's gonna go camera and then me and you maybe switch off on camera <laughs> yeah. and Leith will go whatever he wants to and then Chad and Adam and Ben can do what they want probably two rifles and a, and a shotgun there well or, so or you're Chad, Chad can do the calling and they can have one of each and yeah, switch yeah. off or whatever and, yeah. and you're, yeah. you're guaranteeing that I'm on camera well Chad camera. <laughs> yeah, you'll be on the camera one unless you don't want to film one and then go. But we're here for our guests, Clint. Could yeah, Clint self. could be selfish. selfish. Or, so here's a uh, here's a uh, something that's got to be a certainty for our side is we need that pistol grip. It, that thing is dialed in, and then uh, Benelli M2 with what what. We had to, we put that longer barrel on it, which I knew you were going to say yep. with because it had that short barrel on it, and that was terrible. Uh, not not terrible. It's not for, terrible. It's just is it's just hunting. not for it's not for coyote hunting. Yeah. We, we I personally pierced a coyote's ear with it because of just the, the the spread the pattern opened up too fast with that shorter barrel. What do we put on it? Twenty six or eight? I was going to say twenty six or twenty eight. Yeah. And then and we then threw it, in uh, Rob Roberts, and it's a, I think it's called the 660. And it's it, it's insane. The choke tube is I think is the 660, and just awesome. Clint actually killed a shot a coyote at 82, 87, 82, two, 82 yards a couple years ago with it, 82 yards. So M2, so Sinelli, we have to have that. And with and not op, just killed what was it, it? Stone, stone stone dead killed it stone dead and what was it double op buck it was the buck yeah, yeah double op buck. buck so that's what we run on the shotgun double op buck a six sixty choke let's, tube let's from discuss Rob what Robert. we run yeah so sorry run that back down okay Benelli M two pistol Benelli grip twenty six or eight I can go measure it real quick it's just in the other room here twenty six or eight inch barrel with a Rob Roberts choke tube I think it's called the six sixty. And then we run federal double op buck. And isn't three there inch, two? Three inch. Yeah, there's two different buck shots, and we found that the one's better than the other, right? And it, it, just out of that shotgun, yeah. Right. Pattern better. It just patterns better. Yeah. And, and then, then the rifle. What do you do? Because you're the rifle. I mean, you're, if anybody's listening, I'm sure you've seen over the years some of Alex's shots, and some shots haven't made TV or camera or we've just been out fun hunting where to see alex shoot he is an unbelievable rifleman unbelievable uh, just a natural instinct i don't think you've ever actually like learned had a lesson yeah like lesson or learn from it's it. kind of uh, like my golf game never had a lesson well you suck at that but I'm you're really terrible at that. <laughs> you're really good at a rifleman but you've never had like a lesson right no no and so it's just natural it's like some people see you know, chopsticks on a piano, and some people are Mozart, right? right? You are Mozart of a rifle. What's a chopstick? I wouldn't go that far. 
Oh yeah, I would. I would. Further. I've seen him some that shot out on the playa where he. Had, I'm when, going with like Kenny G. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had Kenny G's hair. That was my half, that saxo- was half saxophone. He clarinet. Play, he plays the clarinet. What is that called? The clarinet sax? Because he doesn't play a full sax. He just plays that. I'm glad none of us know the answer yeah, to that. Yeah. True. I did actually take a jazz class in college where they talked about did him. Did you play jazz flute? But I no. I can <laughs> I play no instrument. So you what so what's your go to? rifle caliber weight grain uh suppressor scope everything trigger trigger weight uh you know what do you got what do you got it's a long it's a long standing debate i like i just i can't get away from that 22250 i i really think that that's the uh the cat's meow and i i'd like to uh I'd like to really try that. We've got that new scope that's a little bit simpler scope, one to ten, which I think for us is going to be absolutely perfect. I mean, the 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 oddball shots, you know, three hundred, four hundred yard shots are usually more for not fun is not the right word, but winging a prayer, you know, kind of, you know, especially for us filming, you know, we're not. We want those shots to land, but in the same breath, you know, a coyote at three and 400 yards looks like an ant, right? You know, so you're not, that's not what the goal of filming a coyote hunt is. Now, if you're out hunting for fun and you can make a three or 400 yard shot ethically, then you go for it. So you need some more of that zoom. I think that new uh, Vortex 1 to 10 uh, scope that we've got, it's new for this year. I don't know the name, but... I think that's going to be a game changer for us. Um, but the 22250, definitely a heavy barrel. Uh, if you are so inclined, I think that suppressor may not make a, a huge difference, ballistically positive or negative, but it makes a huge difference on your ears. And shame on me, but my whole life I've hunted without any kind of hearing protection, and I'm sure everybody here huh? exactly what would make the exact same statement that it, it, you know, it's 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 something you should do. I think it definitely when you're shooting birds and stuff like that, there's no reason not to. But it's not very practical to walk out onto a coyote stand with earmuffs on or earplugs in you should put them on when you're sitting we just don't do it i don't do it i've never done it your adrenaline goes so much you don't feel the effects out there but um you know having those suppressors in the last over the last five or so years i mean like i said doesn't i don't think it helps or hurts ballistically much but it definitely helps your ears so uh, not just ears it's more ethical for hunting too yeah i mean it's all around positive if you if you have the 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 means and abilities to do that then do it so that's why i I like a a heavy barrel with the suppressor 22 250 and i and i really enjoyed that vortex scope and shame on me for not knowing what it is but it's got like a 26 power zoom and a lit reticle and pst gen 2 it's a pst gen 2 You know, not the Gen Two Penguin off that movie, <laughs> Generation Two, meaning there was a one. But I am excited to have that one to ten power scope this year because, Ooh. like I said, the the twenty four power, and I and I've used it a couple times, but for the the day in and day out, I, I you don't really need that much zoom. I superstitiously leave my scopes on 
seven. Uh, that's a little unknown fact about. I was me. just going to ask you. So you start your stand, and you're you All, always at seven. Okay. You know, like your brother's uh, superstitious about the alarm clock times. I like to have my scope on seven, and then you know sometimes you have to dial it. Most of the times you don't, but I am. I I think that one to ten, Clay. I don't know the name of that scope either. Do you know it? Well, of course, Crosby. Well, what is it but, then? But you know what? You know what you get when you have technology and you think you're cool, and then your watch just sits there and does nothing. It's got a big apple. It's probably thinking. No. You probably got the Wuhan virus in your watch. That's the China virus. <laughs> China. China. Came from China. China virus. Um. I didn't hear you. I had to step out, which I'm about to again because someone just texted me. Um, One to ten power scope that what? we just got this no, year. No, no, no. Hold on. Oh. we. I didn't hear. Did you go over grain yet? On the We're not there yet. Yeah, we're still talking scope, rifle. Oh, okay. Hold on. One second. I got to do something real quick, folks. You guys just talk to each other. Must be important. Jesus. Or he has a health issue. I'm not real sure. No. Could be. Could be. You guys, you guys can manage without me, can't you? Good luck. Yeah, we can. It's actually a lot nicer that he's gone now. Now I can talk, feel free to move about the cabin, so to speak. So uh, that, that's interesting. So you you start on the seven on seven power in your in your setup. We've talked about this before, but you know you kind of get the lay of the land and you and you determine where you think a coyote is most likely to come from what are you looking at distance wise what so you're going to dial that scope into seven are you looking at a 200 yard shot where do, where do you set yourself up before the action starts i i think it's it's funny i thought i had this thought the other day Lately, it's kind of depended on how the uh, the shotgun handler has felt. And the last few times we've gone out, Clay hasn't had a whole lot of confidence with that shotgun, and he's been asking me to make closer shots. You know, shots that are uh, shots that are a little bit closer than you'd normally think. Um, but I plan for a hundred yards, and I think it's seven power. At least that scope we have, and then there could be variations to it. But the the seven power on that, and, and pretty much most of them, that's a wide enough view that you know if they have to run or, or if they start to run, you know, it's easier for me to pick them up. You know, it, two power, no power, whatever is too drawn out for me. Um, you know, so superstitiously, I just go with seven. It could be five would be comfortable, too. Seven's a good number. It's yeah. My favorite number, obviously. Yeah. I'm so 307, 317, wake her upper. Yeah, what time are you going to get up? 307, 407, 507. Yep. The other day, where were we? Why did we have to wake up together the other day? Idaho? Clint set the alarm clock. Oh. Clint set the alarm clock. Yeah, and, and he said, I'm going to set the alarm clock for 530, and you said set it for 537. I can't remember where we were, but anyhow, that happened. Yeah, that happened. We were uh, all together. Yeah, so I'm the same way with that scope power, 7. 7. So you were asking me before I left what? What is the new 1 to 10 power scope? I don't know the name of it. Uh, Razor HD. Razor HD, yes, 1 sir. to 10 power scope. Vortex, it just came out. Razor yeah, HD, brand new. 1 to 10, and it is insane. It's got a throw lever on it. One is basically looking through and looking with your eye, basically. Right. Open. Open sights. And if a coyote, you know, and then 10 power, I mean, you can shoot out to two, 300 yards on 10 power, right? That's why I think 
We have not used it yet because nope. it's new. It it is going. That will replace the other stuff. Not that there's anything wrong with the other stuff, but one to ten is probably about perfect. You know what I mean? As far as you're making a 200 yard shot, 250 yard shot, 300 yard shot, those are the off shots that we don't typically make. Want to make? You know, like yeah. we were saying. Uh, a coyote at 300 yards on a camera looks like an ant, you know, yeah. so you're not really, that's not your goal. Yeah, so you try to trick them to get them close. Yeah, you want them 100 yards, you know. Um, and another thing about the one to 10, right? Because usually, if you're hunting with one or two guys, right, one shotgun, maybe one or two rifles, but now if you were hunting with two guys, usually, sometimes Clint's closing the door. Can you hear it, folks? Jeez. Clinking. Um, we've gone out plenty of times where one guy has a rifle and you know pointing left, and one guy has a rifle pointing right, but then has the shotgun laying on his side if something barrels in, right? Right. Well, this one to ten, the Razor HD from Vortex, it allows you not to that guy to have that extra shotgun, right? So one guy can have the shotgun. And one guy can have that rifle where he's going to be shooting out to 100, 200, 300 yards, whatever it is, and then still be able to throw that lever when that if that coyote barrels in and still shoot him at 30 yards. Right. And, if, you know. Especially if you had an AR platform or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit more versatile, short, you know, for a closer range shot. Yeah. And it, and it gets a, that big wide field of view, oh, awesome. you know, when and, it's on zero. And it's illuminated. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's pretty. The, the radical changes, nice. the, the radical changes from zero to whatever it is, zero to maybe I and, think and, up and to it, three or four. It's on a dot, and then once it gets above that, it goes to a different radical. And, and it, what so was the uh, the zoom stays in? Uh, I'm drawing a blank on what word I want to use here. The the relationship stays the same to the site. Remember? Oh, your your. Uh, First focal plane, yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. Focal plane, yes, it does. Yeah, it's awesome. God, love it. It's so pretty. I we'll see hope, if it functions. I, yeah, well. I was just gonna say, I, I have no doubt, but I hope it functions as good as it just looks and feels. <laughs> it's really good. There's no, no, there's no way it can fail. It's gonna be operator error if anything bad happens. Which I'm just gonna go with the shotgun then. Well, I've, I've missed plenty with that thing, though, too. So. That's what we were talking about while you were gone. Is oh, that whatever. No, no, we never talked about you missing. Oh. We just talked about <laughs> the the rifle shots, the distance changes based on the confidence of the guy holding the shotgun. So <laughs> you know, I, 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 I recall... We better shoot everything from 50 out. <laughs> right. I, I recall a trip that we had where that you could see the hair moving on the coyote, and you said, yeah, go ahead, take him, Crosby. I'm like... <laughs> What? He's 14 like, yards he's, he's from seven me. steps in front of you. <laughs> uh, but it happens. It, it happens. So you went with the 22250. And I was just going to say, I like a 55 grain bullet. You know what? I, I might. Some, I was talking to another coyote hunter recently, and he says he doesn't do anything but a 243. I, I, I've heard that many times, too. And uh, I think that. It, it, was he an older gentleman? Yes. Yeah, that's an old school. But that's probably an old school tried and true. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
all this fancy stuff that everybody does in life in general. You and know what the, I mean? And the new technology. I, I don't. This is totally out of my thin air kind of comment, right? I don't know or I doubt the older generation. You know, like you're saying, it's tried and true. I've shot a thousand deer and I've shot a hundred ducks with this shotgun and it, it Dude, works. It works. What, what, I change. What more are you looking for? You know what I'm saying? I guess that's what... Now, if you ran into a guy that said, yeah, I only shoot, you know, uh, uh, whatever, seven mag. Ooh, Jesus. Sorry. I only shoot a seven mag, you know, and, and I just hold over on everything or I do, you know, then... Then you got something to talk about where maybe some technology, you know, would help him. But a 243 with a coyote, he's going to talk about, you know, uh, he's not losing any of them, obviously. What is going on with this thing? It can't be me. Yeah. Tip it up a little bit more, bud. Tip, and then talk over it. Tip you up a little then bit down. more. What? Then down. Right here? Yeah. And then all the way down. Well, while, like while you're what? distracted, I'll, uh, I'll throw in it. my 10 Start cents. Over and then just yeah. talk over it. Still learning. I... A big part of it, too, is I, I, I just think it's just the changing times and, and your, your financial situation and just the evolution of, of the next generation. But our dad, we bought him his deer rifle when that was the rifle he had for all of those years. So I, I, when you talk about an older generation guy that shot a 243, that was probably his deer rifle, too. He just shot different loads. And I think that's just the difference of, of modern day. One hundred percent. The technology is caught up, and the average guy can can afford to have two or three or four guns. Whereas back in the day, you kind of had to choose on that one rifle and that one shotgun, and that's what you used for your for the duration of your hunting. I I just um, how do I put this? The technology. What are you listening to over there, Crosby? The technology of the rifle. Oh. <laughs> or, or any other technology, right? The scope, the rifle, the grain, all, all the different things that have come out now is if you can afford it, do it. because Not just to get the coolest, latest, greatest thing, but for ethical reasons, right? Where we hunted, grew up on a one to ten or two to twelve Tasco from <laughs> you know Kmart used to sell Kmart them. and Sears. You used to buy stuff like that. What was yeah. it? Woolsworth Long, Long's Drug on Prater uh, used Prater. to sell them. Here. You know yeah. they, they. So you you grew up doing that, shooting a two to twelve Tasco, and like you're saying, the holdover, right? You're oh he's out there four hundred yards. Let's hold over eighteen inches. Right? And you got to try and figure that you out. Gotta, and it, it, you wound animals. You, it's not ethical. You miss shots. It's it's not good, right? So with the technology today, to where you, if you're able and afford and can afford it, it's more ethical and it's it's more. Refi- you know, if you do it in a one shot, like Chance on his antelope, 437 yards, we dialed it to whatever it was, and that's it. So it's more ethical, I think. So if you can do that, it's a good thing to do. Not only one shot, you know, you can still have operator error even with the best of the best of equipment. But if you are able to get that, you give yourself a you one You close up. that margin. Yeah, you close that margin a little bit to where you're not going to wound an animal as much or, um, you know, be unethical about it. So I think... And that's, you, that's what I think what we were going to we were going to eventually make it to with that old school 
mentality and predator hunting is is you don't you don't want to lose them, you know. Yeah. You don't want to you don't want a wounded you know if you're talking to an old school coyote hunter, he's not interested in not getting that pelt. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So you, I can see I can see why a guy would say that. You know, a two forty three, even on a marginal shot, you're going to go recover that coyote. You know what I mean? Where you might have a we've discussed before that 223 round you know that we were it's so fast that we 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 were we were coming up short on some stands you know with solid hits that you know because it like you said it's either too fast and bullets not opening up or you miss by a little bit and you know there's no need to sugarcoat it they they run off and you can't recover them or whatever you're not going to get that with a 243 you know you you get less of that with a 22 250 but still there that 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 can happen from time to time i don't think you know the 243 you know and it i haven't uh yeah we've hunted with some 243s in the past i I was just going to say i I don't i don't know if you want to boil it down to the cost of the round and stuff like that you know obviously that's going to probably go up a little tiny bit and but again it comes down to technology like federal has now come out with some bullets that are just insane like their terminal scent bullet and their sirocco 2 bullet they're just they're they're just insane and if you they're flat shooting out far and they are designing these bullets for specific things to wear a coyote hunter, right? There's, it needs to get there fast and then immediately expand because the coyote's only eight inches wide, right? Mm-hmm. And so they, the, the new technology and these, these engineers of the bullets in, at Federal are creating something that is designed to do a job. It's not having to go, oh, I'm going to go shoot an 85-grain bullet and that's all my choices are. I got to shoot it at a deer and I got to shoot it at a coyote, whatever it is. They're now making specific things to where you can shoot an elk at five, six, seven, eight hundred yards and it's flat shooting. And by the time it gets there, it still has the enough velocity and power and then expand. And even if you're shooting a coyote at 30 yards with a rifle, it still expands. It's just that, I mean, the technology is there now. So, sure. I was just kind of thinking. My statement was, you know, the cost per round. But if you lose one fifty dollar pelt, that's a that's a lot of rounds. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you can save yourself, you know, you might you might spend a little bit extra on a two forty three versus a twenty two two fifty. But if you recover everything that you are shooting at, yeah. it's worth it. Yep. I mean, there's so many rifles out there now. That I mean, are you making a statement that you were going to shoot a two forty three this no, year? Well, I might. Yeah. Oh. Benelli. Now he's on the spot. Now well, he doesn't know. Felt like no, no, he might no. be. Benelli's rifles, 243. I mean, it's 6.5. I've, people are shooting them with 6.5 Creedmoors and 6.5 PRCs. And I mean, it's just, if you can only have one rifle, what would it be? Because if you wanted to go shoot coyotes, if you wanted to go shoot a deer and an antelope and an elk, what round would that be? If you can only afford one rifle, this is the this is the question. This is the age old six but, five. Yeah. But now everyone used to say thirty out six. I was going to say thirty out six. It's killed more deer and more. I mean everything than ever. But then you go two seventy Winchester short mag, three hundred Winchester short mag because a little bit bigger game like an elk. Obviously, the bigger bullet and rifle ca- caliber that you go. You can shoot basically anything under that. It right? just messes them just, up. Yeah. So where is that fine line? 
Where is that? That's is why it, I, in the technology, the 6.5 PRC, people are shooting 6.5 Creedmoors at elk at dropping them at 600 yards, and they're also shooting coyotes with them. You just take the grain out. And My dad there, always so. used to say, you're not going to be able to buy that. 6.5 Creedmoor and Elko at the gas station type, you yeah. know, which that's changed too, man, because there's a Walmart or, you know, whatever in every town now. So you can't, so I don't know, man, I, I would have 10 years ago said 30 out six, but yeah, I, I have a 6.5 that I like a lot too. I 28 mean, Nosler. I've never shot any of those 28 Nosler, 30 Nosler. I've never, I don't have any experience with those, but I hear a lot of good things with them. I mean, I just would rather have it the way we have it where I have, <laughs> we I have, have a, we I have a twenty-two two fifty for coyote hunting. I have a two seventy for antelope hunting. I have a thirty out six for deer hunting. I have a three hundred under Winchester for, short for yeah. elk hunting. For elk hunting, and we are blessed. And I'm, I mean, we we are blessed to do what we do. Obviously, and it is great. But I'm just, you know, for the guy out there that wants to have one for everything. I don't, I don't, you know, Kent. It's funny because I don't know what caliber it was, but Kent, who's a good buddy of ours, he's got a whole game room full of stuff and. Uh, I would have assumed that he had several different rifles, and he he kind of was like, "No, I have one." Like Les Nesbit, same yeah. thing, three hundred shoots everything with it. Everything with a three hundred doesn't matter if it's a deer, antelope, yeah. cut all the way to elk to to moose to. And I think Ken's else. probably a three hundred too, man. It's just that that's yeah, that's a that's a little bit maybe old school thinking that if you shoot a gun really well and and I mean. You can still shoot an antelope with a 300. You, just, you definitely don't want to hit any. <laughs> You're not it definitely needs to be a very shoulder. good shot. You know, you don't <laughs> want to. You want to be back behind that front shoulder, not in it. You know, and I guess same with a deer. But yeah, then when like you get to your elk and stuff like that, you know, a 300 short mag or 300 win or whatever. I mean, I wouldn't want to really shoot much less than that at them. Yeah. And a lot of guys shoot a lot more than that at yeah. them. You know, 338 Lapuas and stuff like that. You know, 338 uh, rum you know bigger bigger stuff but yeah i mean the simplicity of having one rifle and knowing that you shoot it well and yep. especially you know with the turret technology that's out on scopes nowadays where i could see where a, a 300 i shot what is what is chad's left-handed bolt gun is that a 300 chad's left-handed bolt that stainless steel one i think it is a 300 i shot a coyote with that it i don't know it's probably 100 yards and I'm, it was. It didn't tear it up. I got it yeah. in the taxidermy shop, you know. So, I, you know, I, I shot placement is a lot of it, right? You know, you de you definitely not don't want to hit some kind of a bone with a big rifle like that, you know, because then it's really going to open up and you're really going to have a big hole coming out the other side. And um, you know, same with big game. You know, you're going to be want to be behind the shoulder on smaller animals with a, a gun like that, but. I could see having one gun for everything and being yeah. a really, really, really good shot with it and having a really good scope on it. And, you know, would you rather have a, if you had to spend your money on either a gun or a rifle, or I mean, gun or rifle, a rifle, a, the best rifle, the best ammo, or the best scope? I've always, always, always been a very firm believer in the class. Glass. Yeah. I, I, Me too. I think that. Yeah, you know, you hear you hear s stories of people's claim that guns don't shoot true and stuff. I've never come across that in all my life. I think that every gun, you know, I've had, you know, it, it does its job. You know, there, there's definitely shotguns that don't cycle rounds as well, you know, or 
you know, it, it, a lot of guys will tell you, Benelli is one of the only guns that you're going to shoot low base brass. Like if you're going to shoot an automatic, mm-hmm. um, a semi-automatic rifle, uh, shotgun at sporting clays or, or clay pigeons, you know, most of those are dominated by an over and under. You're really only going to be able to shoot a Benelli at that because they, they can cycle that lower, you know, gas, mm-hmm. um, you know, because it's a different recoil system that operates a Benelli. And that's true. Bolt action rifles are bolt action rifles, but there are rifles and the barrel. Or I mean, every obviously, one hundred percent. There are there are ones that are better than others. There's no no question. But I'm saying not only better than others, but they you could shoot a fifty five grain out of it, and it you can get an inch and a half grouping. You can shoot a sixty grain out of it, and it shoots. Uh, you know, two inch, and you can shoot a forty-eight grain or whatever, and get an inch grouping. So, the, different guns accept different ammos and shoot different things. But when it comes to the glass, once you get the ammo and the deal, the glass is where it's at because the the ammo and the gun can change so much and so drastically because you're changing grains and all that stuff. Where the glass, if you you have to be able to see that animal and yep. put it where a bad, a good shot with bad ammo and bad gun can save you with a, you know, good gun and good ammo and a bad shot. Oh yeah, you yep. can have the best gun and the best rifle, uh, the best ammo, and shoot an animal bad, and he gets away. Where the bad rifle and bad ammo with good glass and a good shot placement, the ammo you still, still get them. That's what I was gonna say. If you were talking precision long range shooting and stuff like that you could make a totally different argument i i think about big game hunting you got to be able to hit a a paper plate you know a a pie tin you you don't need to be within you know they don't all need to be touching each other to to you know ethically harvest an animal what i do you know early morning which is when you're going to see animals if you don't have a good scope you are not going to see them and i've hunted with a hundred people and it goes with binoculars it goes with spotting scopes it goes with you know i've all i've told everybody buy yourself a good pair of boots and buy yourself good glass everything else will come to you know what i mean everything else can kind of come together You, 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 you know you're you're you know your modern day you know firearms and 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 ammo you know like you said federal's got i don't know they've got unbelievable rounds you know that from from the bottom of their group to the top of their group you know what i mean and and rifles are rifles and but scopes are very 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 much different very different and it is it and it is very like i just said any any time you're going to have your most activity uh, the first half hour of the day and if you're lucky the last half hour of the day both times the lighting is going either up from dark to light or from light to dark where you're losing visibility or you know you're gaining almost too much visibility you know whatever you want that you want to see earlier in the morning right so you throw up a good pair of binoculars or you look through a good scope at first light and you'll see what you're looking at yeah go back to your one to 10 Tasco from Long's drugstore at, you know, six Oh five in the morning, you're not going to see it. And you'll sit right next to somebody that has a, a lesser brand optic going, what are you looking at? You see the deer up there, you know, right by the tree. No, yeah. no, no. Or, you know, I've been with people. You guys have been with people, whatever. Are you on them? No, I can't see them. 
Are you on him? No, I can't see him. What do you mean you can't see him? Yeah. He's right here. But it's because the the lesser glass does not let that light in the same way. It, I think, you know, and I could be wrong. Somebody will correct me, but it's all about the light coming into that scope or those binoculars or whatever, you know, that, that that's what helps you see. And, you know, the Christmas of it and all that stuff. Did I'll you take say it. Christmas or crisp miss. Yes. Crispness. Crispness. Okay. Yes. Crispness. I thought we were going to Christmas already. You were talking about Thanksgiving earlier. You got turkey on the mind or what? <laughs> Trip to fan. I want to take a nap. Ooh, I like turkey. Um, <laughs> gobble, gobble, goo. Yeah. So, gobble, gobble, giggle. Would you have argued with me with my statement of glass? No. Clint, not would at you all. argue? No. To add on to what you guys are talking about, I think also the idea that. Okay, those are you have a lower glass, and those are animals. So even if you you can see them, but then is one of them a buck? There you go. You yeah. know, and then the next level of it is okay. We got to get closer. If you got a low level glass, but if you got a high level glass, yeah, not only is it a buck, but it's a pretty decent buck, right? Mm-hmm. So you save yourself a lot of time. I can remember when we were kids. Yeah, it looks like a buck, but we got to get a little bit closer yeah. to find out what it is. And you waste half your day, yeah. and you you know you get up five hundred yards away, and you realize that ah, not quite not quite Is what we're looking for. So. Antelope, right? Antelope uh, would be a great antelope's probably the biggest and one of them. Our cousin antelope. Thomas, probably uh, the best hunter I've ever met. He's he's the best in my mind, Thomas. Is, anyway. he, is he the Mozart or? Was he? Yeah, he probably Mozart. is. Yeah, you might go back a step because he might be Mozart. Bach. Nobody said Bach. he could shoot, though. I seen him shoot. It wasn't very impressive. <laughs> hey, guys. He um, could spot anything. That's what I was just going to do. It. He spots it, and what does he do? He sits at one spot, and it's all about glass. Glass, 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 glass. And you can sit in a pair of bad glasses for 10 minutes, and your eyes start just hurting Bugging, yeah hurting you're gonna go you get glass all day long and if you want or if you're a quote-unquote trophy hunter and you got to find that animal that's what you got to do sit in glass and stay in your glass and so yes i agree glass is where it's at uh-huh. what do you what, what about my statement about a good pair of boots well uh, small piece of land no, I'm being serious. I'm thinking about changing my Instagram bio to say buy good glass and good boots. I mean, yeah. could you argue that you cannot walk in the hills yeah. sore and blisters and uh, like Chad's deer hunt? Yes, that was crazy. <laughs> and it goes back to, you know, I've been when you're a kid when you're trying to get young people into the sport, your feet get cold, your hands get cold, the, the hunt's over. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, your waiter wearing, boots or whatever I've it been is. wearing the new Thoroughbred boots for the last two weeks. Yeah, um, let, let me let me, let me you cut him off. Huh? Let me let me cut him off. I'm over at his house today, you know, huh. breaking my back, sweating, helping him out. Not and really. he comes walking out. I got an old pair of uh, <laughs> Adidas. I don't even remember what the hell they are. And he comes walking out. He has the goal to come walking out with his brand new pair of Thoroughgood boots. And I'm going, oh, so you guys did get the Thoroughgood. Well, here's <laughs> no, and I, oh oh oh, it'll, we you, got him. You, you didn't get him. No 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 no. Let me tell you. Let me tell you why, Crossbow. Is because the ones that you guys got, they changed the models and are upgrading them. So those ones are not available. Oh, so ours are not going to be nicer than yours. No no no. I ordered the same ones that I got for all everybody. And I'm telling you, oh, they are so insanely comfortable. Let me let me let me let me let me just make the this was not an intended product push. I did not know that Clay had these thorough good boots. I will give everybody a little piece of detail. 
How long ago was that? Three weeks ago? Four weeks ago? Five weeks it's ago? It's been a while ago. Yeah. What? The ordering? Yes. Yes. About, we, about four or five weeks we ago. We did order these boots. Or, you know, we were asked to select a pair of boots. That's how it works in uh, Clay's world. Please select a pair of boots that you'd like to hunt with. And boom shaka. Boom shaka. <laughs> and uh, and so there's seven or, I don't know, five, six, seven of us, whatever. That or, but I did not know anybody had them yet. They showed up. The first thing that showed up were the waterfowl boots. Right, you know, so the, I did see those on Chad. So we got two pair of those mm-hmm. and two pair of because me and Chad ordered the same boot. You so guys came, ordered we different, different boots, right. so you guys didn't get those boots because they are changing them, and I guess maybe even not even making them anymore. So when we ordered them and they're on the website, you went to the website. You go there now and you can't find that boot. Mm. We were right in the middle of them changing websites, taking them on and off, and you you could still <laughs> see them on the website. But now you can't. If you went in there to try to find the boot that you wanted to get, you can't find it on the website. So, so how are these boots? So we're, we're not very. Give good. us a very small product. What boots? Well, the first thing are they? So they're nine inch draw core, draw car, and. They're in, they're called the Infinity XD Dracars. Insulated, inch. they are insulated, but not very much. I think four hundred. I think that's what. Um, but here's the deal: it's got this technology in it to where it it's almost spring loaded. So when you're walking and you bend up to your toe, it has like a spring basically in the in the center. I can't remember what it's called, and it it thrusts you forward. It like it it helps you in your step. So you can imagine that technology. If you're walking for ten miles, oh, that's great. a little bit of help every step is going to help you. Right? Are we gonna have these before your elk hunt? Yes. Oh. And so I put them on the other day. You know, a week ago, or what? And the first, they're completely broken in. There's no breaking. That's what I noticed. You I came literally, out and you could see the leather. I mean, the leather was already, you could see the spring and the movement. And I'm thinking, those are those are brand new boots. They look like they've been worn it was know, insane. for a year or two. I put them on the first time and I was like, what the? So to it, recap. Yeah. Anyway. Clint is in your backyard working <laughs> for you. With tennis shoes on. POS tennis shoes that he probably stole from his son and you come out with these spring-loaded <laughs> thorough good boots and, and, con- con- and this hey. is concrete work so of course he's going to get them a little bit dirty and he has the gall to you know to wear those out so that tells me that he has got a second pair <laughs> <laughs> he's here's got a, his hunting pair here's, here's, in the here's, closet here's another thing he was on the shovel all day guess where i was Driving the equipment uh, on the tractor. Hey. On the tractor, you know, a smart cowboy rides in the middle. You don't have to drive. You don't have to open a gate. So you what always want to take that piece of, of equipment yeah. job. One of them scab workers, as That's my dad right. used to say when we yep. were kids. Oh, yeah. So what do we got? We we were talking about gear. We got shotguns with a a um, Rob Roberts Rob Stroke Roberts Stroke two six sixty. We got a twenty eight inch barrel M two M two with a pistol grip. I like that pistol grip. Pistol grip, I love it. I Key. would say for yeah, for coyote hunting and turkey hunting, that's a necessity. And home defense. Grip. And home defense. Well, yeah. um, but with a um, double lot buck load from Federal, three inch. Mm-hmm. That's our shotgun with a high vis sight on. I was just gonna say, are you happy with just having a lit bead style nope. sight? Would you would you ever think about putting some kind of a red dot or? 
What do you think about that sight on a shotgun? I on meant a to, shotgun? I meant to, meant to pick up this. I don't I, think so on a moving target. That'd be my big thing. I, I, I'd want to have more field of I've vision talked on to a moving people, target. I've talked to people, and they absolutely love them. I've never done it. The red dots? I never have either. I'd so, like to try one. I, I, I'm a firm believer in the high-vis. It makes you a better, not just in coyote, but in waterfowl. I think it, it makes you pick up your target so much easier in in dark, in dawn and dusk, and like you're saying, low light. I you, agree. It just it's there. You your eye picks it up, and it's just natural. It's you don't have. I've to, never tried anything. You else. do not have to concentrate on like oh there is my bead there's there's my, the, that is it there's that fuel of view it's yeah just, right. it's just that's boom. what it is field of view it's just boom sure. there's the high vis there's my target i pull the trigger it dies right maybe maybe on a turkey i think the turkey that makes a i mean a, a sitting motionless target yeah where you're on I some sticks makes, or something yeah, like that yeah. on sticks I, that, that makes sense to me but on something but it'd moving. be weird on a rail or you know on a, a, a rib you know like i don't know i guess people do it i don't know i've never seen no. I prefer no, no need to because I really don't think there's a need to because I don't think so either. There's so too much movement, too fast. It's, it's so good how we have it with the high vis that I don't think. I mean, we're those old two forty three guys. Yeah, exactly. So we got that. So we got a shotgun with the high vis, Federal three inch, double op buck, twenty inch barrel, Rob Roberts six sixty. Not twenty inch, like twenty eight. Twenty eight inch. Our rifles are Benelli with a. Vortex scope, suppressor, suppressor on it, which is we usually shoot the eardrum. If you didn't know, the eardrum from suppressed armament, and then we go with a 55 grain 22-250 is our go-to, right? Right. Check, check, check. We got our glass vortex. You like eight by 42, 10 by 12 by 56. What you got? No, th- th- I wanted to make. I thought about this on the way out here. Went many, many years without using binoculars on coyote stands. Mm, fail. It is a the ultimate fail. I, I I just it never really you just don't think about it, I guess. You, if they you, don't show up, there's nothing out there. How many right? times have we you, no. seen a coyote about to get up and we end up killing him? Well how many it, I, I have a very you know, specific stand in mind. Um we were on a power line road and you saw that thing like a mile away and you, you uh, from a mile away, you could see he was coming to us. Yeah. You know, maybe a mile is an exaggeration, but I mean, he was on the other side of a Canyon and without binoculars, you never would have known he was there. He got and, up and, and he had to come all the way down the Canyon. And, and literally it was like, he's way over there, but he's coming. Yeah. And you just sit there and you wait and wait and wait and you never you, you don't even get to see them again. They're running that whole time. That if you didn't have binoculars, this is a dumb story because <laughs> you have to be there to see it. But if you didn't have binoculars to see his, it, it, it took him minutes to get there. Yeah, I mean, minutes to get there. It's not a stupid story because it's education, right? Because if you didn't have binoculars, you're missing that coyote. You're getting, you're getting up. You educate 100%. that coyote. He gets there eventually and sees you get up, yes. talk, walk out, and like. Oh. You, you notice that hasn't happened to us since. Yeah. Since it used to be, it happened you several times. You would never know. You would, but sometimes you would stand up and you would oh, see one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. You'd stand up and you'd see oh. one. It, it, because you're not scanning and it is it's a it's a it's a fine line to play with because i find myself in the binoculars too early you know 
some of those coyote stands happen in in a matter of seconds you know where if you got yeah. your your binoculars up you're gonna have a you're gonna have a transition to make it's not the end of the world i have a i i give myself seven seven minutes then i'm gonna start looking seven minutes personally and then i start looking at binoculars i don't have that kind of patience <laughs> i like to hear that you know there's a very distinct sequence of of uh, sounds that come out of that call you know and then it and then it plays itself over again I get to maybe two to three of those, and then I start to look because you you know you want to see one yeah. you know you want to see one coming. It, it, but it, anyway, I, I thought about that on the drive over here. Is that how how something as simple as just bring your binoculars? You've got binoculars. Yep. If you're some kind of a hunter, you deer hunt with them, you antelope hunt, whatever. They should be on. Every cow hunting too, man. At and, the and same it, time, I don't think it's necessary if you're hunting with multiple guys, which most of us, if not all of us, are. For everyone, one, one yeah, yeah, you make a mistake if everybody's got binoculars because you will, you, you will miss, miss something. Guy. But 100%. you want to rely on one guy to have yep. binoculars. Someone sure. should have a pair of binoculars on. You're Just right. like one guy should have a shotgun. Yep, you know? yep, I agree. And one sh- guy should have a pair of underwear on. That's negotiable. <laughs> I just had to happen to go through Austin, Nevada the other day and saw those beds we pushed together. <laughs> What's his name, by the way, real quick? Mick. Vic. 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 And it's so, no. We were so close. Hey, it's Vic. I had lunch there, and uh, and I the, the, he was not there, but his, I, get, I assume it's his wife or whatever. And uh, I said, hey, what's the name of that guy that owns this place? And I offended her because she owns it with him. Oh. And she was like, what do you, well, you know, got all kind of, what do you, what do you mean who owns the co-owner? Yeah. She goes, who's, who's asking? And I'm like, no. I said, I was here like 10 years ago with my friends and, you know, we had a bunch of, we were going behind the bar and stuff with yeah, them. And, 100%. And, and, you know, I said, and then he, he ended up. Fireplaces burning in the yeah, corner. Cold. Somebody was playing piano. Yeah. And I said, uh, he booked us a room and, and he, he told us there was only two beds and we assumed it was two Queens and there were three of us and it ended up being two twins. <laughs> no, two singles. Uh, or two, no, it's, yeah, singles, two, two singles. singles. <laughs> so we had to push them together and she, and I, just so you know, before Crosby goes on, I slept in the middle in the crack and yeah. Clinton Alex got the, the bed. Oh, yeah. Like we all got so much great sleep. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, she, then she was like, oh, his name's Victor. And I was like, yeah, like I wasn't saying it to be a jerk, but I, I, I offended her by saying he owns the place because she owns the place too. The one and only time I've had Slivo. <laughs> so he's a Croatian. Slivo. Cro- he's a guy from Croatia and they have a, it seems like a drink that's traditional to that area of the world. It's called Slivo and it's plum, plum brandy. Not uh, good. Shwitka. Slivo, Slivo. It's a, it's like some kind of thing. I like mean, most that, people. Yeah. I think it might be Americanized, but most people call it. It's a long word, but they call it Slivo, and it's. How was I'm it? I'm pretty sure. Oh, disgusting! <laughs> Lighter fluid. Yeah, and he was putting them down like he drank them his whole life. At our dollar bill still up there. It says uh, that was awesome. dead dog walk in yeah, 2011. Cool post. Cool post. Uh, we played pool. We played piano. I didn't play piano. Clay played, played piano. We went behind the bar. It was like we owned the place. Yeah. We, it was like the Vic's first awesome. time we were over there. It was great. Vic, the international Austin, Nevada, if you ever make your way out that Say way. Say hello. Um, stop in there. Have some, slo- what do you call it? Schlevo? Schlevo. Schlevo. Yeah. Plum. So then I'm going to, um, the last thing we need to talk about, I think, we got the guns. We got the ammo. We got the glass. We got two, well, two things. Obviously, we use Mojo 
triple threat. Got the decoy in it. Push the number one. Old number one. That's <laughs> all you need to do. We can get into that another time because there's obviously certain things you can do with it. With there's a show to be had on calling sequences. Yeah, e-callers yes. and how you use an e-caller and what you can do on top of an e-caller with your mouth calls and where do you place it. I don't know if we want to give that, that out. No, not, not right now, but we never. Might. Never. We'll hold that in there. No, we will. I'm a grateful guy. Grateful? Grateful. Grateful dead? No. no. Oh. But the last thing we need to talk about today on gear-wise is camo because it's huge because coyotes will literally see you in a, your face, the mm. skin of it is from a mile away, two miles away. It's insane that they can come and pinpoint the sound of a caller and from miles away, they will pinpoint it and be right on top of you, right? Yep. So you cannot move. You cannot see because they know you're in their house, right? So camo is a huge deal. Breaking up your outline, getting all that stuff. But what camo, what do you go to? What's your go-to? And I have two because the new one from Realtree is giving Max 1XD uh, a very hard run for its money the escape uh, that, the, i was the, gonna say the I new mean, escape is the, insane that's the answer to the question right it's i mean they keep they keep evolving. revolutionizing and evolving what they do that i mean it's, yeah that new camo hard. is unreal the, you know the one was it xp what what's the old one max one eight max XP. one yeah yeah the, it I don't know that you could have ever beaten that, but my limited experience because we've only we've only gone on one tequila drink with ice crashing everywhere. <laughs> we've only had one hunt thus far with it because it is brand new. is a very cool pattern, and I think that uh, we or they did two things correct with what we got: the gloves and the face masks. You got, you got you, to. You, you, I, when you were saying you got to be camoed, not only camoed, the only thing you can have out your eyeballs, and and then don't move those too much. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying, and I know you're not saying you can kill coyotes. Of course you can. With with SpongeBob Square Pants. Your son on. does it every year. But many deer to, have been killed with a red flannel and jeans on. But 100 percent to be coyotes are just insanely smart. And they can spot something that's so out of ordinary like that. I mean, quick and from a far away, long, maybe long before you even see, you might never see them, but yeah. they might see you turn, your face might turn or glare, or sun, hand, anything. So, yes. We're saying if you want the best odds to yeah, shrink exactly. that margin of error as far as it can get, right? I mean, we killed that coyote, remember that year with your cousin that... It walked in behind us while we were all standing up. But yeah. those dumb things happen all the time. Yeah. yeah, But to be consistently good or to kill old, educated dogs and things like that. At yeah. 30 yards, yeah. 20 yards. <laughs> yeah. You got you to gotta do these things. Yeah. Ah, I mean, you, you'll hear that analogy. Goose hunting. Oh, we killed them over half-cut tires our whole life. Of course. You, yeah. you can do stuff like that. You know, things like that happen. Once a week. Pass shoot them at year. 60 yards. Yeah. You know, well, or, you know, in your face. Back in the day before everybody hunted. and You know, you can catch fish with a chunk of hot dog if they just planted the <laughs> creek you're fishing in too. But if you want to be good all the time, yeah. you've got to be yeah. well what, covered. What I throw in too is 
filming a lot of the hunts that we've done over the years. I'm behind the hunters a lot of times, so I get a unique perspective of being able to see the coyote and the hunters out of the out of the peripheral vision. And I can't tell you how many times a flash of a hand or a flash of a barrel that equates to that coyote stopping and perking up their ears or turning their head and looking in that direction and how often it doesn't happen when you're camoed correctly so and that that goes to you know sometimes you have people that you bring out on stand that that aren't used to the style of hunting and what you need to do to be really be motionless but camo can save you a lot of the times Mm -hmm. with with little movements that otherwise wouldn't happen shrinks that margin error yep we can go into tips all day long about but it kind of reminds me just that we were talking at the beginning of this episode, this goose hunt we were just on. Right. We had we had a couple of great goes and and one after another. So this this big group comes in and didn't work out just right. Just the first two groups worked out perfect, and here comes this group, and lo and behold, four dead geese were laying out there you know belly up in the field and something that simple these are early season geese they basically haven't yeah. been called a lot of them maybe ever in their life but they haven't been called in nine months and uh the first two groups work out perfect and all it took was four geese belly up just and something that was not real and it and it you know they weren't tricked like the first two groups so if geese could do that with the size of the brain that they have yeah. Um, coyotes, I mean, that's probably about a thousand-fold more, uh, more intellect. This all comes down to being trying to be the best hunter and the most successful ethical hunter, right? And if you can afford that next-level camo, gun, ammo, scope, whatever it may be, get it. Get it. Get it. Because it's going to save you a lot of heartache. How many times have you said, ah, damn it, I... I shot him bad, or I hit him back, or I or you missed completely, missed completely, or whatever. It always saw me, or uh, God dang it, you know. Obviously, you're going to the basics of hunting, wind and sound and all that stuff. You're going to do correctly, but you're saying shrink the if if everything's on the playing uh, level playing field and you've done everything else correctly, give yourself the best odds, and the best odds are have the best camo, have. The best gun, the best scope, the best ammo that you can ha- can yeah. afford, and and go from there. Well, and work towards it. And work towards it. Yeah. Afford everything's affordable. You just got to work harder. You, you, yeah. If you want to, I mean, you could apply it to anything. If you want to have a motorcycle, if you want to have a side by side, if you want to have a motorhome, work towards it and get it. Yeah. And if you're if you're taking the time to watch a hunting show or read a hunting magazine or listen to a hunting podcast you're trying to educate yourself and make yourself better what you're doing work towards having that best gear i mean it, 100%. it it's not going to let you down you're never going to go man i had way too much scope for that hunt i never said that in my life man i wish i would have had a little bit too good yeah man i wish i would have shot a little worse today that's never going to happen yeah. so yeah you work good call and 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 you know, we've definitely stepping stone. We grew up, like you said, yep. I, I love the analogy you used it on Chance's Antelope Hunt. We all grew up with that one to 10 Tasco scope. It's just, yep. it's, that's what we had. And, and, and you work towards having something better. And I agree. I mean, I think, you know, if you can shrink that margin of error, whether you're goose hunting, like we talked about, and duck hunting, you know, coyote hunting, deer hunting, especially, you know, I, I really think kick me in the butt for saying it, but you you don't want to have mistakes happen on big game you, you, no. you never had your heart broken 
like having that heartbreak a wounded an animal like that you know yeah. I, I think a a lot of people have lost a chucker in the in the rocks or you know lost a duck in the water or you know whatever you you watch a a, a mule deer or something like that go away wounded that's a that's a heartbreaking thing to i did it one time i've done it one time and, I, and it obviously i think legally you go and look for it and it is and you don't f- recover it you're legally you can go, you can go, shoot, you can another go shoot another one sure but i didn't yeah i knew i hit so. him i knew in my mind that animal was dead and that was my tag I wasn't good enough to find him or shoot better or whatever it is, and I didn't find him, and I didn't shoot another animal because that's that's what it was. So a, I agree with and that. That was a terrible, terrible feeling. It's a, it is, and, it, and it'll stay with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I mean, uh, yeah, I've done it. So you know, everybody's that done. It. Makes you want to get better, but that's it. You got to you, you don't you want to avoid that at all at all costs. So. And so get the I'm good gonna, gear. I'm going to throw in two honorable mentions: Uh-oh. shooting sticks. Yeah, gotta have that. And a soft seat, preferably with the back. <laughs> that's right? been our nemesis. Slide dog. And that's Man. also that's also big game hunting. You know, we mentioned earlier about a big primary part of the hunt is a lot of sitting and glassing. And having a soft seat with the back on it yeah. will make a big difference in how your week goes. Cool. Well, that's it, crossbow. I really, really, really wanted to muster up the ability to close this with Bruno's voice, but I, I got... I just haven't done it in so long. I just can't. What if I, I, that's see? I could think of that. I could think of the guy's hairdo that he didn't like, the gal's hairdo. I definitely. That, I think that. I think that's your hang up. Is, why you want to let hang it? Right. Exactly. It's, it's PG kind of. He's trying to. <laughs> or, or it's the opposite. It's actually the the, the ninety year old Italian generation one from obviously with no Italy, filter with no filter Zero. who built and and created a town in the middle of nowhere, Nevada. I guess had the right to do what he wanted, and he did. <laughs> he said and did what <laughs> and he, he wanted. And he said what he did, and if you didn't agree with it, uh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. God. <laughs> anyway, folks, um, go out. Support go our out. sponsors that support us. And uh, we hope you learned something today. Yeah. We hope that you pick up a new piece of equipment. That makes you a better hunter. Shrink that margin of error. You know what I'm going to do now? Um, have a beer? Yeah. Unbelievable. You are like a psychic. It's opening day. We're not even hunting. We're not hunting. I'm going to have another beer. We're going to cheers to all the I guarantee you we had a much better day than if we would have went out on opening day. (laughs) We'll we'll get back with Jimmy Ray. uh, He went out chuckering. Out in the miserableness. All right, Thank you for joining us. We'll see you all next time. Clay, got anything else? I, uh... I'm going to say this is probably a couple weeks out, so no, I don't, because I don't know where I'll be. I was going to say, by the time you're listening to this, I'll probably be in California shooting some coyotes, or I mean some ducks or in Northern Nevada shooting coyotes, so if I see you out there, stop and say hello. I like meeting people, and uh, Clint, that's about it. Well, I'll go back to how we started off the episode. Uh, had the honor and the privilege of meeting yeah. Mr. Michael Collins this last weekend. And, uh, so true. God bless you, sir. Good one, Clint. Good one. Way to go, Clint. Way to save the show. We'll see you all next time. They don't call me the best color men in the business for nothing. See you, folks.